DiscerningHearts.com presents Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors. I'm your host, Chris McGregor, and I am delighted to be joined by Father Thomas Burke, who is a priest of the Archdiocese of New York. He is a professor of moral theology and director of seminary admissions at St. Joseph Seminary, Dunwoody, in Yonkers, New York. He's the author of Hurting in the Church, A Way Forward for Wounded Catholics. With Father Thomas Berg, we go inside the pages of Choosing Forgiveness, Unleash the Power of God's Grace, published by Our Sunday Visitor. We now continue with part two of our conversation with Father Berg. You mentioned this cannot be overstated, that you you just can't say this enough, that it is in union, it is an opening to God's grace. Especially for Catholics, we cannot call ourselves a Eucharistic people if we don't believe in the power of transformation, that through, with, and in Him, all things are possible. And to continually go there, especially for those deep, deep things, I mean, you can write this out. That's what I love about this. I keep saying the name over and over again, uh, choosing forgiveness, unleash the power of God's grace. In that writing it out, And then giving that to the Lord. Is it a stretch? It probably is, but it would be a stretch to say, I'm making a covenant with with you, Lord. I'm Mm -hmm. presenting this to you. Mm -hmm. I'm doing my best, but Mm -hmm. I need you to help me, show mercy on me and this person, right? Oh, I I love that. I love that. Yeah, Um, kind of very, very intimate, very personal covenant in in which, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm trying to image who you are and, and what you do and what you've done for this, but you've forgiven this person, Lord. Now I want to forgive this person. And um, yeah, that's, that's very powerful. And, and I, you know, just uh, entering into that process. And even as I say, like writing it out, that can be such a, um, such a moment of surrender. Oftentimes, would be normally accompanied by, by, by copious tears, perhaps, and um, a lot of emotion and just, but, but a real moment of just surrendering to the Lord, Lord, I give this to you. I, I, you know, I forgive this person and for all of the things that I, you know, write out here on paper. And um, that can just be just a, a, a rush of, of God's grace into, into our hearts. Um, but I love a personal covenant, and to have it there on on paper kind of reinforces that image. Yeah. When we're talking about the deep wounds, the things that really the Lord wants to heal us. This is why this is coming up, and we are, are being called to go and to let go of some of those things, because we talked about it about the the smaller issues that are seem on the surface so much easier to forgive. But it's the the deep wounds where someone possibly will be trusted, that we may even have loved. Mothers, fathers, close friends have hurt us to such an extent that we're damaged. But I think damaged is too because we're not able to function as fully in a Christ-like manner and to love others because this monkey seriously is still on our back. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and then, and this is why, um, you know, in the introduction, we just really encourage uh, readers to, 
you know, readers may be very impatient to, you know, maybe to go right to the chapter on self-forgiveness or go, go right to chapter six on the, you know, the steps, how you do this. But, you know, we encourage people to, you know, spend some time with the first chapter, um, which gets to what you were just, you were just sharing, because we need, I think we really need to understand just what forgiveness, what this actually is on, on the human level. Um, now there are probably different invalid ways of, of explaining this, but I think, really think, you know, Tim and I, um, we seem to have, I think, articulated this in a way that um, is really resonating with a lot of people. Um, you know, when you think about what forgiveness is, sometimes we don't get much further than, well, it's just letting go. You know, I just got to, and people tell you, well, you got to let go of that. Mm-hmm. And, well, let go of what exactly, you know, and, and, and this is what we, in the first chapter, we kind of delve into that. What, what is it that, yeah, it's a letting go of something. What, what is that? And um, what we invite the reader to reflect on is that from the person who's hurt me, Oh, and you're, and you're so right to underline father wounds and mother wounds. Um, uh, even from a mother or father who may be, may be deceased, but there's still something that we, you know, we want from that person. And if you, if you think about an apology, an apology kind of captures something of what we want. You know, what do you want in an apology? Well, you want this person to acknowledge that they hurt you. And you want them to acknowledge that. You want them to to recognize that they hurt you and and express sorrow for that. So, what's going on in an apology? Well, there's a there's an affirmation. There's a there's a there's a validation of who I am and the, the need to be validated by the other. That touches so deeply into the very core of what it means to be a, a human creature. We're just we're creatures. As soon as we come out of the womb, we're we're hungering for validation, and, and we spend most of our developmental lives just you know thriving on validation. And that doesn't necessarily change when we get older and, and certainly become adults. We so what Tim and I suggest is that from the from the person who's hurt us, especially those deep deep wounds. What's going on is that. What, what we want, what we're expecting, what we're hanging on to is this need to be validated by that person. And what happens in forgiveness, what we suggest is that we actually get to a place where we're able to let go of that need to be validated by this person. We cancel that debt. We, 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 we let go of that expectation. We let go of that, of that need. Why? Well, especially when we're talking about forgiveness in Christ, more especially in talking about being empowered by the Holy Spirit, we find that we we have a, a validation, a very deep validation coming from the Holy Spirit, coming from the power of His grace. Uh, we let go of the need for that that validation from the person who's hurt us, and we we cancel that debt for them. And in so doing, we are empowered. I know that's kind of a hackney term at, at times, but we are very much empowered and validated in a different way. There's something tremendously spiritually empowering about forgiveness. And I'll take that even a step further, as we've often heard from, again, 
the experiences of persons who have uh, experienced um, sexual abuse and have been able to forgive their perpetrators, what they would tell us often is that the forgiveness is what it returns to them is their their own um, kind of control and uh, agency and, and a, their their own agency that was stripped of them in that abuse when their dignity was was trampled on. Um, in forgiving, that agency is returned to them at a you know at a human and psychological level, and it's, and it's very true that that's why, just on a human level, for a victim of abuse to forgive their perpetrator is just enormously restorative and healing. Um, some people think of forgiveness as just allowing themselves to kind of be you know uh, r- run over and bulldozed um, and have their dignity trampled again. Uh, not the case at all. Okay. Um, it's, it's, can be tremendously empowering. So, you know, going back to what you're saying, it's, that's, what's freeing about this. I'm, I'm letting go of my need, even if it's for a deceased father, a a deceased mother or a mother who no longer speaks to me or a mother who's no longer able to, you know, she's got dementia or whatever. And we're not able to talk about those hurts anymore. Um, We're still able to let go of that expectation of that deep yearning that I wanted to receive. We, we, we receive the freedom to let go of that. And, and that's really what's at the heart of forgiveness. Yeah. I think that's why it's so important as you outline it in, the, in this process of forgiveness, because there are some, as you said, those who have heard us that we want to have that validation but they are just not going to go there. You, you right. just may never get it from this person. And that accepting this happened and this person did this to me, I realized this, is, you know, this occurred and they aren't going to be capable. I mean, there are so many people now that the acknowledgement of being wounded, say, for example, if not a mother or father or some narcissist in our life. Mm-hmm. They're just not going to go there. They're yeah. not going to give it to you. Okay, I accept that this happened, and I can move on. May God have mercy on them. Mm-hmm. And have mercy on me until I get there, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. until I can really yeah. say I've let go of this. I mean, Lord, have mercy on them. Have mercy on me. I hear that in what you're writing in this book. People who had such horrible wounds um, like sexual abuse. Um, I've had conversations where I've suggested, look, let's not use the F word. (laughs) Um, Let's, can you tell me that for this person who's hurt you? Yeah. Who's maybe the narcissist sick individual who's never going to apologize, never going to validate, never going to acknowledge nothing, zero. Can you tell me that you nonetheless want the good for them, that you bless them, that you want every good for them in time and in eternity? You know, and I've we've had people who could never say, I forgive this person, but who would say, you know, yeah, Father, I think, I think I can, yeah, I think I can say that. You know, and I, I just I just reassure people, okay, if if you're there, 
you're there. You're that's <laughs> that's pretty much what you know. Forgiveness is a kind of blessing. You're you're blessing the person. You're you know you're you're not only being freed yourself. You're freeing them of of the expectation, which yeah, which is never, which in many cases is never going to be uh, given in return, right? Um, so I, I think that's also just a a, a, a way to especially for some people who just really struggle with the, the concept itself of forgiveness. You know, there, there are other ways to think about this and understand it and kind of get there, you know. Well, it goes back to the act of the will. I mean, yeah. you know, as a Christian, we hear the word love many times in the scriptures. And as you know, probably better than I could, that even in the scriptures, there actually are different words for love, it, yes. you know, whether it's eros and agape. In, in this case, it's that agape, that it's, the, I, yes. it's an act of your will. I do not wish ill will to come to you. What you did to me, I don't want to have happen to you. Now, I don't have the warm fuzzies. I may not even be at the point where I going to have to forgive me now, Father, if I say this wrong. But, I mean, I don't necessarily even have to like you a lot. No, but I don't it. wish ill will on you. That's right. And that's, that's part right. of that forgiveness, isn't it? Absolutely. That, that, I believe that's a very genuine expression of forgiveness. I, In fact, just as you said that, that might be what one actually writes out as I proclaim this. I do not wish any ill will on you. Um, I, bl- I bless you. I want God to bless you. Um, yeah, that's agape love. That's what we're called to. And, and Jesus, I mean, last time I checked, no, Jesus does not call us to like everyone. <laughs> um, he, he, call, he calls us to, yeah, to exercise our will and to make, make the choice and to free and, and you know, and, and in so doing, you know, this, this is, this is pure self gift. This is, giving of ourselves to Jesus and giving of ourselves to his Holy spirit um, in, in forgiving um, those we have to forgive. We'll return to inside the pages in just a moment. Father Timothy Gallagher is offering Teaching Discernment, a seminar to prepare teachers of Ignatian discernment. This is an incredible opportunity for individuals who wish to share the 14 rules in programs of spiritual formation, parish groups, in the home with friends, and any similar setting. The seminar dates are May 19th through the 21st at St. Stephen the Martyr Catholic Church in Omaha, Nebraska. To sign up, go to discerninghearts.com. Space is limited, so sign up today. The Magnificat My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things 
and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. We now return to Inside the Pages. We're talking with Father Thomas Berg about his book, Choosing Forgiveness, Unleash the Power of God's Grace, published by Our Sunday Visitor. I also appreciate how, and it's towards the end of the the book, but I mean that clarity about reconciliation. Yes, it would be lovely to have reconciliation, to be able to see that eye to eye, to understand that validating. Sometimes it's not going to happen, as we we just indicated. We may not have reconciliation. I think sometimes, Father, when you hear the term, I'm sorry, parents hear it all the time from little kids. And sometimes it's the the parents who are saying it to the little kids, well, I'm sorry. They throw it at you and then they can walk away. It's not as as opposed to, do you forgive me? I mean, then you got to listen to what the person, you know, experienced. And the penances, they may not say, yeah, I do forgive you. They may say something, or there needs to be some kind of atonement's an awful strong word, but it's some type of, well, I think you you said it, validation. There's a validation. Mm -hmm. They acknowledge that there was hurt. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can happen, sometimes, Mm -hmm. and oftentimes it it just doesn't. Would you say that's true? Yeah, yeah, that that's true. And I mean, uh, for if anybody's wondering, we in in chapter nine, part of chapter nine, we kind of walk through um, the steps in 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 how to make a very full throated. If anybody's looking for that, if anybody's interested, um, you know um, how wonderful it would be if that that could happen every time. But we know that often, you know, it does not. And um, which also means that the actual possibility of reconciliation sometimes is um, just not, you know, in the cards. It might not be in, in you know, at least in the way we would like it. Um, you know, maybe, you know, this person has, um, this person is deceased. Not that, not that we can't arrive at some kind of sense of reconciliation, even with someone who's already passed. Um, but, with those who are still living as well, uh, there could be just prudential reasons why, um, you know, I can forgive this person, but I can't ever speak to them again. 
you know, and and that's not an expression of hatred or unforgiveness. It's just, it's just prudence, you know, and I, I've done many times I've just as a confessor, you know, uh, you know, persons ask me, father, you know, I don't know, should I, should I try to talk to this person? And then I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, that may not be prudent. So the attempt to reconcile might just not be, um, might not be a prudent possibility for us. Um, and that's something, but that, but none of which, you know, takes away the possibility of what we're really interested in is just the, the that freedom that comes from, from forgiveness. Um, so that being said, I mean, obviously uh, we're called, we're all, we all share in uh, St. Paul tells us the ministry of reconciliation. Um, certainly something to be desired, hoped for, uh, looked at carefully is, is would reconciliation with this person um, somewhere, somehow, uh, would that be possible? Um, you know, a lot of times, obviously, again, with the, the, the smaller hurts in life, um, it's, it's possible and that's good. And we need to work at that. And, um, you know, you you go out to lunch and you talk it through and you, you know, and you, you kind of, you get, you get over, you know, what happened. Um, but for the bigger things, that's where that discernment needs to happen. Is this, um, is this prudent or not to, to try to pursue some kind of meaningful, actual interpersonal, reconciliation that's that's a prudential question that persons have to discern prayerfully and 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 see if that's possible well and you mentioned the the importance of sharing that with someone and i would just encourage uh, with a confessor you know a priest a spiritual director or someone who has um, a good good spiritual friend who knows you you know, and can help you journey through this. A spouse, oh my goodness, right off the top of the list. Mm-hmm. A spouse mm-hmm. should, you know, in, in talking with this, because when you're talking about the deeper, deeper things, the Lord wants to break through, not only in your personal prayer, but he'll often help us, won't he, through the voice of those who mm-hmm. uh, truly do care for us, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Could not agree with you more. Um, I think that's that's part of you know prudent discernment. Um, I could I could be very gung ho about you know trying to work out some kind of reconciliation with this person, and um, my spiritual director maybe cautions me against that. Um, a good friend who knows me very well, you know, kind of you know tells me in so many words that might not be a good idea. Um, you know, so. Definitely, that's that's part of a, a sound discernment process. But we are called to forgive, as we just said. There's the reconciliation may not happen in this lifetime. I think you know, just from my mm-hmm. own layperson understanding of purgatory, I think that's that's that purgation of those pains mm-hmm. and those hurts. Mm-hmm. That's you yeah. know, sometimes it it literally does have to wait to that time. Sure. But forgiveness. I mean, he taught us how to pray, didn't he, our Lord? And mm-hmm. he said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive. I mean, this is mandatory movement of our heart. It is something that we have to do, isn't it, Father? Oh, yes. And and absolutely, it's not, it's not optional. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> at the same time, 
it has to be free. I, I can't, I can't just try to forgive out of, you know, out of Catholic guilt. I can't just try to forgive out of just kind of some sense of obligation. Well, I guess I have no choice here. It, no, it, it's, it's obligatory just as agape love is obligatory. You know, it's, um, and, um, I think it's, um, you know, in that sense, we, we have to take a close look at ourselves and especially now, I was just going to say, you know, I think even committed, you know, committed Christians, committed, supposedly committed Catholics. Um, I, I've been surprised by the, you know, kind of the, the resistance to the message of forgiveness. Um, you know, we look, we, we, you, you can see, uh, oftentimes, you know, sadly on display, um, a, a lot of very unchristian kind of behavior going on in places like Twitter and social media and Facebook, uh, between supposedly very committed Catholic Christians, mm-hmm. um, who are, you know, these, you know, drive by shootings, uh, with you know, my, my Twitter, Twitter comments, my anonymous, comments in the comment box on the, you know, and the blog pages and the, um, you know, we're, we're, we have to be very careful about a culture, a culture that has, I think, rapidly lost any place for forgiveness in our, just kind of the, 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 this divisive, partisan, angry place that our culture is in. Um, we can't, we just can't let that bleed to our, our Christian living. Um, you know, and it's always, I mean, the place you see this, obviously, is when we have disagreements about things that we're very, we feel very strongly about. Um, there, too, we need to be able to exercise forgiveness. And I, I, and I think, you know, social media is a very good place for a lot of people to begin. Am I exercising forbearance, gentleness, um, understanding, um, um, tolerance rightly understood, uh, you know, uh, in my, in my manner of being. And, and when people get nasty with me, okay, am I, am I able to forgive them and, and show that I've forgiven them? You know, so I just, I think in our, we just have to be extra careful that, that we just don't, we, 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 we don't ourselves uh, lose this sense of the importance and centrality that forgiveness should have. Uh, in our lives as committed disciples. Yeah, it's such a slippery slope, isn't it, Father? Because when we talk about, if, for example, social media, as you said, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter, or even just watching cable news and opinion shows, and no matter what side of it, it whatever that is, there's an anonymous factor that kind of feeds into something that causes us to lose our response and virtue. And usually, again, it's because there's something so deep inside of us that that anger, it seems as though it's this thing, but actually it's something more. And a lot of times it's something that's not forgiven from a long time ago and that is causing the anger and probably the fear that somehow I'm going to get hurt again or some kind of damage is going to come. I mean, I'm not trying to speak in just generalizations, but it sure seems as though that contributes to the atmosphere, don't you think? Oh, very much so. Yeah, I mean, it's just a very, um, you know, we're all we're all on edge, and you know that can just creep into 
even our own dealings in the church and with each other. And we just have to be, you know, very much on guard and, you know, examining ourselves that we don't allow that to creep in. Choosing forgiveness, unleash the power of God's grace. I think what you and Dr. Timothy Locke here has, you've just opened a door. I think there's so much more here. But, and you know, I would encourage people to get the book. And then, you know, again, for those who are Christian, but even those who are uh, it's particularly Catholic, if you, for whatever reason, can't get to close to the Blessed Sacrament, maybe it's just, you know, holding the sacred scriptures close to your heart or just gazing upon a crucifix or a cross, something that connects you with that, the one who could, who in incredible circumstances, Stances chose to forgive, and we're called to be like him. I just, I just think this is a tremendous work, Father, and I just can't thank you. Thank you, enough. thank you so much. That's, that's really very kind. And, and um, no, we just—it's our prayer is that this, you know, our Lord will take this book. Uh, I think a very, a very user-friendly, practical, <laughs> spiritually practical book, and just yeah, help people to discover that freedom uh, that they're looking for uh, through forgiveness. And I'm so grateful for the reflection and prayer at the end of each, every chapter, too. I think you, you give us the more. You don't leave us just hanging, talking to us, but you, ha- you help us process. So I think that's real well, important, too. Thank you for sure. that. Just, and it's just a reminder that, you know, really, we need, we need God's grace. I mean, most of, most of the time, um, the forgiveness that is needed in our lives, it's, it's in many ways a superhuman kind of thing. Um, and, you know, we need, we absolutely need to ride and, and rise on God's grace, you know, strengthening us and enabling us to, to do which really left to ourselves, we, we really wouldn't have the strength to do. But with his, with his grace, we can go there. Well, we didn't even talk about the whole life forgiveness and so many other a- aspects of this book, but that's why it's so important that people get get it. I wish we had more time, but any final thoughts, Father Berg? Just um, you know, recognize <laughs> forgiveness is hard, and and, and that's and that's okay uh, to you know to recognize that. But also, I think if people understand that this is a process, this is something that we have to work at. And to, you know, to understand that a book like ours can give people the tools to do it. I think that should be very encouraging and um, never doubt what the Holy Spirit uh, can do um, in our lives with his grace. Amen. That's what it's all about. All right. Father Thomas Berg, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. With Father Thomas Berg, we've gone inside the pages of Choosing Forgiveness, Unleash the Power of God's Grace. To learn more about this book or to obtain a copy, go to osv.com, the website for its publisher, Our Sunday Visitor, or you can find it at any fine Catholic bookstore. To hear and or to download this conversation along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com, or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app, as well as on numerous streaming platforms. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, which is to provide authentic and rock-solid spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. 
And if you feel us worthy, please consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for Inside the Pages, insights from today's most compelling authors.